So we're going to go back to the beginning a little bit. And we're going to talk about you. That's right. And we're going to talk about, basically, before we talk about you being a ring announcer, I know you're a passionate wrestling fan. What made you a wrestling fan to begin with? Why why do you love it? Yeah, I'm, I'm a huge wrestling fan. And, uh, you know, I, I've just watched it since I was younger. Uh, so um, the the story I always tell is that there's a, there used to be a video shop at the top of my road, basically, where you could uh, hire VHSs uh, back in the day. And there was a, a section there which had all the kids' cartoon videos and everything. And then in with the kids' cartoons, sort of on the like the bottom rack of kids' cartoons, there was a load of wrestling videos as well. And it was stuff like SummerSlam 88, uh, WrestleMania 3 and 4 and 5, and uh, just sort of all the, you know, anything onwards from 85, they had like the, the videos there. So it was the Hulkamania um, box set, you know, um, I think even like Rampage 91, UK Rampage, mm. all that sort of thing was there. And, you know, mm. to me, I was just, I think I'd watched all the Disney and all the cartoons and I was like, what's this? You know, I'm getting more than them to watch, you know, 50p to hire on a Friday night. And uh, watched watched it and was just absolutely hooked. Um, you know, characters like Macho Man, Hulk Hogan, uh, Roddy Piper, all the Ultimate Warrior, Heart Foundation, all jumped out of me. I just was mm. hooked straight away. And that was when I realised as well that WCW was on Saturday afternoons on ITV. Um, so started watching that with, um, you know, Sting, the Surface Sting at the time, and Big Van Vader. Um, even uh, Cactus Jack was on there. And then there was a bit of crossover with like Nasty Boys, so I'd seen them on the videos and everything. So uh, I just got into into watching it from that, and then it progressed to uh, my my granddad got a uh, Sky TV. So then we'd get, always go around to my nan and granddad's on a Sunday, and I would watch uh, Challenge and Superstars and all the updates that were coming through from that, you know. Mm. Um, so so I just got into it then and watched all that. Um, I think then I started my next door neighbour. He'd, uh, he'd grown out of wrestling because he must have been nine or ten. So he'd grown out of it. So I got all his sticker albums and wrestling magazines all sent around to me. So I had the sticker albums, magazines, figures, the lot, you know, and then I, I was just hooked. So I was watching it all, um, you know, and just uh, carried on watching it. <laughs> that's fair so, enough. Uh, Quite similar to me, basically. Haven't grown out of it then. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> Haven't grown out of it. Just got worse and worse constantly with it. <laughs> Still got all the figures, oh, all the figures and videos about the place. Um, you know, got the, the ring and all that still. Mm. So uh, looked after all me all my stuff, and then uh, yeah, I've just uh, thoroughly enjoyed it. And then sort of my teenage years, it was the Attitude Era. So then you'd be going around to people's houses on a Friday night, whoever them off the wrestling. And... <laughs> that's it. Whoever had the whoever had the Sky, you'd be watching. watching It'd be the more. most popular kid in school. That's it exactly. You'd have half <laughs> half the class round. There'd be some sort of rumble. A pizza would get delivered, and the beat you know there'd be a fight for who was getting a slice or whatever. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, and then uh, yeah, me and my friends just watched it right the way through school. Uh, watched all the pay per views. Um, I think uh, WrestleMania ten was the first one I watched live. Um, mm. At my grandparents, there I was allowed to stay up. So WrestleMania ten, what year was that? Ninety four. Uh, Ninety four. Yeah, Bretton Owen at the beginning, uh, the opener. That's it. Yeah. So I was uh, I was nine. I was I was nine then, so uh, I was allowed to stay up and watch that basically. So, yeah, um, and then just uh, I I worked my way back through the history and watched all the WrestleManias, all the Royal Rumble, Survivor Series, and I'd hire them every weekend and watch different ones. Used to get figures, videos for Christmas and stuff, collecting all the cards, the stickers. Mm. So, yeah, big fan. And then uh, 
come about uh, around sort of 2000, 2001. I, uh, like my parents weren't fans of it at all. But uh, I started going to like uh, any local shows that were on. Mm. And then as soon as WWE were touring and stuff, I managed to get tickets for that as well. So um, I went to, uh, um, so let me think what I went to. I went to, um, I think the first sort of live bits I saw was probably uh, when I was on like a family holiday to like caravan parks. We went Mm. to this place called Kiln Park in Tenby and they used to have a wrestling show on. So I went to that. I seem to remember uh, so being like, you know, you got your classic sort of UK Undertaker. And, uh, oh, UK so you went to the shows that, like, the fake lead, like LOD and stuff. You went to those ones? Yeah. But, uh, <laughs> up that as well, though, I think um, I think Mar- Marty Ginetti, I remember, was at one of them. Yeah. I remember buzzing Marty Ginetti was there because obviously, you know, at that time, I'd only just... A former WWE superstar. Year in review. Exactly. Yeah. And I think, I seem to remember Tatanka being at one of them, although it could have been. It could have oh, been he, he most likely would have been. Probably would have worked. Was working after the show as well. Just like, <laughs> gonna get your drink today. <laughs> That's it. So uh, yeah, so that, that was great. And then obviously, yeah, uh, where where I live, I live on the Wirral. So um, Birkenhead is is sort of the like little town near me, which is where the, everyone would go and do the shopping. Mm. So where uh, the wrestling house for All Star Wrestling was there. So when I was about sort of twelve and thirteen, I'd go to do me me weekly shop or whatever down in Birkenhead with my mum. And you'd be walking through town and, and there would be like Tatanka, PN News and Marty Ginetti strolling through town. So I went in the, I was in the butchers getting something. There's Marty Ginetti standing next to me. I'm like, all right, Marty. Marty Ginetti, what are you doing? <laughs> <laughs> so it was surreal. But uh, yeah, so I've got like all little autographs and stuff that I've picked up at random points. And um, another funny one as well. My, uh, my, my dad was a taxi driver when I was growing up. So um, he um, actually... Had Yoko Zuna in his uh, in his taxi, literally uh, before he passed away. Bet the wheels so don't got... last long. <laughs> they had to, well, actually, interestingly, they had to put he had to put down that like the uh, in the uh, the cars you can put down your back seats, can't you, to open the boot? Yeah. To, and Yoko had to sit like they had to put the seats down so he could fit in the back of the car. He was a year right. in there. But yeah, so mate, massive guy, and I've got the. Um, I love the uh, WWE documentary they did about him. Oh, the Icon uh, episode. That was super. Yeah, very good. Really good, that one. And uh, what a great guy he was, Yoko. But uh, I, I'm so lucky I've got an autograph from Yoko, but it's on uh, a taxi receipt. So it's uh, two, no two like, all, the, all the best two-time WF champion, Yoko Zuna. Yeah. Man, that's sick. I'm quite jealous of that. That's awesome. That's a little cool one I've got. But uh, yeah, so I collect all sorts of stuff like that, little autographs of memorabilia and everything. Mm. But uh yeah, my first sort of big shows that I started going to, I went to, um, was, there was one time I had a day off school, so I was, must have been sixth form sort of time, and uh, they had, um, it was, they were advertising that Chris Benoit and Rhino were going to be in Hamley's Toy Store in London, um, so this must have been around probably 2000, 2001, and mm. I had a day off school, like an inset day, and uh, decided just to go down to London. And, uh, and meet Chris Benoit and Rhino because I was a fan. Uh, so I went down to Hamley's Toy Store. Bit of an adventure for the day, you know, go to London for the day. Mm. Um, and then uh, there was the wrestling show that night, so I managed to pick up a ticket for that at um, Wembley Arena and uh, went, went to the show and everything. That was great. What was Benoit like, and by then, the way? I mean, obviously, I know right? what's... Ha- I, I, but I'd like to know at the time, I, we know what happened after. But what was he like to you yeah. at the time when you met him? Because, you know, some of these yeah, shows are like, uh, mostly nice. He's, he's really always, uh, whenever I saw him, so I did see him quite a lot, uh, he was very serious and intense all the time. 
Um, mm. But then when you met him in like a meet and greet and stuff, he was still very, very friendly. But you could, but, you know, he was, he's Chris Benoit. He was a completely mm. different character than anyone you've ever met. You know, he was, uh, you know, at the time as well, he was like the best technical wrestler in the world because, uh, mm. you know, Brett had been injured and everything. And, uh, and you know, he was, uh, it was just so shocking what happened and, yeah. Devastating. I don't really like to talk about it, but obviously, um, no, 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 that's fine. You know, I wasn't leading to that. <laughs> you know, just but it's it's one of them things, isn't it? Crazy situation, but uh, yeah, man, yeah. yeah. But but at that time, he was he was you know probably mm. one of my favourites, and uh, I went to uh, so I went to Rebellion in uh, yeah, it was Rebellion possibly two thousand uh, ninety nine two thousand yeah, so two thousand two was the last one. But was that the um, Edge in the main event against Brock Lesnar and Heyman? That was it, yes. I saw that one, yes. And that was Edge's real first uh, big sort of push as a babyface going yeah. into Brock Lesnar. So that was quite a cool show to go to, Rebellion. And then I went to, uh, one of my favourites was uh, Insurrection in 2003. I went to that. Um, and that was the day before my 18th birthday. So uh, I went up to Newcastle, which is, what, four hours on the train from, from mm-hmm. Liverpool. Um, went to Insurrection. That was, a, that was a great show because at that time, uh, Triple H was my favourite favorite wrestler at that time because obviously coming out the attitude era and everything he was really pushed highly wasn't he and he was uh he was mm. the i always used to like heel heels you know one of my favorites you know the conniving there uh, or like the uh stuff they were up to all the antics and everything so uh that was uh that was my first time seeing triple h wrestle live and also uh sean was in his was in um was in let me think who was in uh so yeah sean was in kevin nash's corner mm. Rick Rick Flair Flair Triple H's. was in Triple H's corner, yeah. yeah. And obviously Flair and Michaels weren't meant to be involved in the match in any way, but within sort of a minute of the match starting, they were both busted open and there, uh, and you know it was a, it was chaos. Trust Rick Flair to blame like, in Newcastle <laughs> when he's the ma- when he's the manager as well. And uh, so just that whole show was really well was a really well presented yeah. one, you know. It was, uh, it was is that the one with Jericho? Uh, yeah, I've got to say, it was that Jericho, Bischoff and Austin do that segment. It just goes on for ages. Or was it? No, I'm thinking of a different show. Yeah, it was actually very... No, you're right. Being there in person, it was hilarious. It was a good 12-minute segment where they did... Uh, where they did the... Uh, at one point, uh, they did... Austin comes out and says, I was out in Newcastle last night, and I went and had one pint, two pints, <laughs> three pints. <laughs> and he went right away through the whole time. what? And at the end of it, he's going, I had 20 pints. <laughs> <laughs> and you've got JR and King selling it every step of the way as well. He was he was drunk, JR. <laughs> <laughs> Them two are so good together, man. That was great. And the, the mm. atmosphere in that um, arena that night was absolutely mental. Uh, the crowd were just eating into it all. And with that promo as well, Jer- Jericho knew the crowd were into it so much that he said... Um, you know, if you guys want to see me drink a beer with Stone Cold Steve Austin, let me hear you say, do what, did he dumb, did he do? And the whole crowd went, do what, did he dumb, did he do? And Austin goes, I can't believe that just happened. <laughs> I need to watch so, this uh, again. I admit, I, I, I've seen it, but I wasn't there. I didn't have to get to my first show till like, I went to like the all-star ones that you, like you went to, Yoko and Janetti. I am, um, who did I have mine? I had Jake Snake. Uh, he t- yeah, he smiled the alcohol on him. Beefcake, he got arrested the night after. Um, oh. Duggan, Duggan was really cool. Honky Tonk Man and Earthquake was that the first one, first ever show? I've ever oh, watched? yeah, um, I'm good. I never got to see Earthquake, you know, because he was sort of on on that sort of roster at the same time that I was going to them shows. Yeah, and uh, I saw uh, other ones that you didn't mention that I saw as well Barbarian, Greg the Hammer Valentine, 
Um, thinking Marty Jannetty definitely as well. There were a few great, great wrestlers who were still, you know, doing the, doing the job well. on those. And they were so cheap as well, those shows. Oh, yeah. It was like it was like £10, £10 a ticket or something mm. like that. Me and, and like my, being uh, great was only like a five or something. If you want to get uh, a polio, a polio ride, wasn't it? Yeah. And they had their fanny packs. It's just like, yeah, five pounds, please. <laughs> <laughs> That's it. Proper hustling at the match. Down there, yeah. go there. It's like I'm nine years old, mate. The family who, uh, the family who run All Star are, uh, you know, based on the Wirral. And they run the, uh, they've got like a, a wrestling school here on the Wirral. And, mm. um, and they've also got like a trampoline park just, just near where I live. So, uh, yeah, I bump into them quite a lot. And they still, uh, you know, are heavily involved in booking wrestling shows around the UK and doing, you know, all-star, you know, obviously it's the camps. All the wrestlers speak so highly of it, you know, with uh, like, yeah. even if you've read Daniel Bryan's book, he speaks about them and, you know, how, we, uh, how it was the most important part of his career, coming over, working the camps and everything. And, uh, yeah, good on them. And, you know, and it's uh, got a couple of the old posters up in the background there. I think mm. uh, the, I've, got the, uh, I've got the Yoko posters. Yeah, I want to see the Yoko. If you can find the Yokozuna taxi receipt signature, I don't know if you've uploaded it on social media. I have to see that. Can you see that? That's um, the, uh, so that's the... the thing that stands out to me, it's the Legion of Doom. It's Paige's dad. <laughs> it is, yes. It's uh, Ricky, mate. Fake Undertaker. Oh, Yoko, man! I wish I went to one of the shows, but he, I think that was a that was a great one. That was a. I, I know Roy. Uh, Roy, the um, hooligans won't be having me showing that one if anyone spots him. Uh, <laughs> sex pack in that one. I'll tag him in this one. Don't worry, I'll tag him. <laughs> <laughs> I just remember him on Big Breakfast, like that's the size of him. And he's with uh, yeah. I can't remember the woman's was name. With Gabby Logan, was it? Not Gabby Logan. What's her name? Uh, Gabby Rosalind. Oh, what the woman okay. that was next to him? It's just like he was nice. Though. He was quite. He was quite oh funny. no, it was. Um, it was Denise Van Out, and actually, that's the one. Thinking back, that's the one. And yeah, she was trying to get him to take. He was really funny on that. It was one of the coolest was funny. Did, I thought, and she was trying to get him to say his name, wasn't she? <laughs> he was just, but that's, he was like, bed was just like dipping. Like, I'm not, a skin, I'm not a skinny guy. Far from it, but honestly, he makes me look out of Mexic. Like that's how. So it made me past tense. Sorry, but guys, so we're going off about Yakuza. But I, I might say because like I, I just wish I'd went there, man. <laughs> it, it was a legend, man. Like British Bulldog, I was supposed to see one of his shows. Then unfortunately, he passed away. Um, so I didn't oh, really get lucky. Get to see man. David Boy. Oh. I'd love to have seen David Boy Smith. That was uh, going off topic as always, and um, mm. that was great that he went into the Hall of Fame this week as well. I watched, uh, watched yeah, all the Hall of Fame, man. and I, I was lucky enough to speak um, on the Wrestling Travel Podcast. Georgia Smith was on as a guest the other week with me, so. Uh, had a really good chance to chat to her and everything on mm. that, which was cool to do. So, um, so yeah, it was great that they got that honor. And uh, you know, when we when I was at Fun Love of Wrestling in 2019, I was uh, lucky enough to be doing some of the interviews on the Q and A's in ring. And before mm -hmm. I actually did my, my Q and A, um, it was with um, Kelly Kelly, um, Summer Ray, and Tennille Dashwood. And um, just before that, I got to speak about the British Bulldog briefly. And encourage people to sign you know, the Hall of Fame petition. Yeah, that, I, remember, um, I remember that petition in the campaign. They were working on, yeah. What a great yeah. job those guys They did. went on for and, um, years. Yeah, and obviously, it, it paid off, though. It paid off. Yeah. I signed it and I shared it. Good on them for that. Definitely, yeah. Real respect uh, for that. And, sorry, uh, you were saying yeah, about I, um, on the stage with the Q&A. I was, yeah, I was promoting that as well. I spoke about it there at that. And hopefully, we got a few more people to sign up to it. And it's, uh, you know, it's all come good. And, uh, you know, well-deserved. Yeah, and then um, one person well, that definitely deserves it. Yeah, and I think um, eventually they'll go in as the 
as the British Bulldogs tag team as well, you know, because I think Dynamite deserves to go yeah, in as I well. Don't I don't know if they're avoiding Dynamite though, because of like all the stories that come out of them after and stuff. Um, obviously, sort of domestic. I don't, I don't know. I'm not going to get into too much because it's down. But I, I let's just talk about his wrestling career. If it's still based on his wrestling career, 100%, it should be in the first ballot. He was phenomenal. And the British Bulldogs were such an important tag team of the golden era and just tag team wrestling in general. So, there's worse people in there, by the way. So, I'll just say that. But um, as a tag team, I'd love to see him go in. And his, his sons are, are wrestling now, aren't they? Um, I can't remember their names. But I've yeah, seen, they're like, going Bulldogs. Yeah, they're going to be working on a show I'm, uh, I'm commentating on, actually. Yeah, Superstar Pro Wrestling in Liverpool. Um, so really looking forward to seeing them. I've seen some of their training and mm. a lot of the work they've been doing then. And, you know, both look like great guys. And, yeah, uh, yeah looking forward to uh, commentating for them in a couple of weeks. So uh, I think that's going to be on there. Uh, June 21st. I don't think they've had a match announced yet, but uh, looking forward to getting some more details about that in the next week or two. Hopefully uh, that show will be uh, safe to run in Liverpool. It'll be good. No, that'll be good, man. How have you been, just before we do talk about what made you become an announcer, uh, how have you been dealing with in terms of the pandemic and sort of your job role in the announcing? What's been getting you going? Have you discovered any new wrestling? Um, have you watched anything that you wouldn't necessarily watch before? Yeah, definitely. I was... Uh, with there not being anything on in the UK, and I'm normally at, you know, at least one or two shows a week, mm. um, I've been watching a lot of stuff on Powered 4 TV and checking out things like Chicagoland Wrestling and, mm. uh, you know, even like OVW. I spoke, lucky enough to speak to Wild Snow the other week, and he was um, talking all about OVW. So I've been checking out a lot of sort of the independent scene in the States and uh, speaking with uh, Justin Clapper from Wrestling Travel. He's like a uh, encyclopedic knowledge of like the AWA in the States and everything. Really great guy uh, yeah. worth connecting with, you know, over there. And he um, does some brilliant interviews. He's done the lockdown sessions. Um, and I was lucky enough to be a guest on that right at the start of the um, first lockdown. And then from there, you know, met like a lot of the guys over in America who are up and coming and everything. And then even um, seeing some of them have been on like AW Dark and stuff, you know, people I've spoke to and things. So, uh, you know, it's been really cool to, you know, discover there's always a, uh, there's new people up and coming all the time, isn't there? And, uh, mm. you know, in, in, in the UK, I know there's a lot of guys who've been working so hard, training and everything, and, and you know, who were ready to break out just yeah. when we went into lockdown. And now these guys have been training the whole time. It and, makes you know, them they're, even they're more hungry now, sort of that, that desire. Exactly. Yeah, because they've missed like a year of their career, you know. Mm. So uh, I, I do think there's, there's gonna, there might be people with a bit of ring rust coming back. Hopefully mm. everyone will have got back into the gym today, you know, today's the day, isn't it, back in the gym. Uh, so... You know, hopefully everyone will be on top form. I'm just looking forward to uh, to seeing how everyone's getting on, you know, and it'll be uh, the exciting times. But, uh, yeah, the American guy's been keeping an eye on loads of people. So, uh, you know, there's like uh, Benjamin Boone's one guy to look out for, The Bachelor. Um, Zicky Dice, I know you interviewed Zicky. So yeah, I keep an eye on what Zicky Dice. up to. Yeah, and uh, Garrison Creed, uh, Franco Varga. Uh, a lot of people over there who are doing really great stuff. And, uh, mm. you know... Um, well, I've been checking out things like uh, we had a little look at Palais Pro at one point, uh, Independent Wrestling Expo. There's loads been going on in Texas on like the independent scene and mm. on there. Uh, oh, the SW Fury pick- and stuff, yeah. Yeah, yeah, you can pick that up on like Fight TV and everything. So, uh, mm. yes, there's, there's loads of stuff to check out still. But, uh, yeah, hoping to uh, get back over to the States at some point and get to a few shows and stuff. Uh, Ignite Ignite Pro, Pro Wrestling and a few other companies over there mm. really doing good things. So, yeah. Uh, yeah, keep your eyes peeled on it, and there, uh, and the yeah, UK scene will soon be soon to flourish. So, um, I can tell you all about my career if you'd like, but I'm 
no, no, that's what we're we're, we're here to talk about. Like we've we've been talking for a long time, and obviously, <laughs> it's like time's it's, it's breezed by. It's been a really fun conversation, and I mean, there's no, uh, there's no, no this is not a wrap up. It's not it's not a wrap up at all. This is probably my longest so far, but we'll continue, mate. We'll keep flowing. Um, it actually leads me to what you just said uh, about basically going to the States and stuff and wanting to go back. Uh, you've been to two WrestleManias. We've talked about WrestleMania before. I'd just like to know uh, what is the best WrestleMania you've been to? Because you've been to 23 and 28. Is that correct? Yeah. You know, I, I think I was really lucky that the, the two that I picked to go to because um, mm. obviously I carried on being a wrestling fan. Like when I went to university, I was in their University of Leeds. And I uh, studied there for three years. And when, when I graduated, I thought, you know, I've worked so hard doing all this, all this learning. I did biology at university um, a bit randomly when you know that I'm a wrestling ring announcer, but uh, I've got a degree in biology. <laughs> so um, I actually sort of thought I'm going to treat myself. So I was working. I, I was working at a nightclub as well as promotion manager of a nightclub in Leeds. Uh, did a lot of, uh, you know, nightclub nights and all that sort of thing. But I thought, you know, I'm going to treat myself there uh, and go to WrestleMania after I've graduated. Mm-hmm. So, um while I was at uni as well, I went to, um, it was when the first Raw came over to the UK. So I went I went to Raw and SmackDown, basically, to all the shows they did in the UK. Yeah. And uh, at that time as well, 1PW was running in the Doncaster Dome. Um, so I got to quite a lot of the shows at the Doncaster Dome as well for 1PW. So uh, if you haven't seen any of their shows, they really um, did a lot of stuff with, mm. um, you know, with it's Impact Wrestling. Yeah, like AJ's been there. And st- they used to have like Steve Carino and stuff, and then you have Johnny Storm and Johnny Flash. Yeah, it was yeah. great because it had sort of a, it had sort of quite a, an indie wrestling feel then, and it was sort of what you know ECW wrestlers a lot as well, mm. which I was a, a huge fan of by you know sort of late two thousand two thousands and everything. I started really got into my ECW and everything, and caught up with that because I've always been a bit of a extreme wrestling fan. So um, so yeah, basically went to went to one PW. I went to a Universal Uproar, which was quite an interesting show as well, mm-hmm. um, in Coventry Sky Dome back in the day. That must have been about 2004, 2005. But uh, Mick Foley and Sandman were tagging on that one. But um, I, I've always been like a fan who like tries to find out new things as well. So I've been a fan of a bit of Japanese wrestling as well. And Kenta Kabashi was on that show against uh, Doug Williams in the main event tag team match. That was quite a cool one there. Uh, Doug's always uh, you know, a cool guy to see from the UK. Yeah. And uh, good to see Kenta Kabashi um, in a tag match there. It was a brutal encounter. <laughs> but, uh, but yeah, going back to uh, to WrestleMania, I decided to treat myself anywhere. I've done my university. Mm-hmm. I thought um, wherever WrestleMania is this year, I'm going. I've absolutely loved WrestleMania 22, especially the uh, Mick Foley Edge match. I was a big fan of that one. Love that match. I thought I've got to go to WrestleMania. You know, it's a once-in-a-lifetime opportunity. I thought... Um, I've got to go. Want to see the Undertaker? And at that time, he wasn't doing as many of the UK shows, so I thought, mm. you know, I've got to go to the states to see Taker, basically. So, um, booked to go to uh, WrestleMania 23. Got like the uh, official travel package. I mm. actually did uh, a, a little uh, a separate podcast the other week on mm. this. And spoke yeah, no, no. What I watched, um, <laughs> I did watch it. I'll put it in the description. Don't worry. Uh, no, yeah. it's just I basically just want to know, like, sort of how you got there and you know what it's like for you. So I, I don't mind you yeah. talking about it again, mate, because I find it genuinely yeah, interesting. Yeah, no worries. Um, it's a bucket list yeah. for me. So hey, it is amazing. So that was uh, that was the wrestling group podcast with James Richards when I did that one last week. But uh, so WrestleMania 23, I decided to go with the WWE travel packages mm-hmm. at the time. Um, obviously, I've been doing some work with Wrestling Travel recently on their podcast and stuff, and they now do create like bespoke packages for fans. 
So if you're thinking of going to WrestleMania, you know, the, the best one to go with is them because you can email them and say, this is what I want to do. Mm. You know, I want to do Hall of Fame. And you can sort of pay monthly as well. You know, it's not just... Yeah, and they'll, exactly. They'll just box it off for you. But uh, but at the time, unfortunately, they hadn't been created. So uh, I had to do it all myself. Um, mm. But uh, I said to my mates who wants to go to WrestleMania, and they were sort of like, how much is it? And I told them the price. They were all just like... <laughs> so I just went on my own. I was like, right, I'm doing Did it. I'm, I don't know. You're really going know. nuts. Yeah, yeah, yeah man. I, but yeah, I'm a very independent person. If I want to do something, I'm going to do it. I'm not messing around. So uh, I, I booked myself a, a great little trip. Um, was in Detroit for, what, five or six days. And uh, I'd heard, you know, the reports about Detroit. You know, when you look at Detroit, they're like, yeah, it's like the worst state you can visit in the US. <laughs> and I'm like, what? Yeah. Uh, anyway, I went. I had a marvellous time. It was lovely, lovely city. It was all decked out, ready for WrestleMania. Um, I stayed in uh, Henry Ford's mansion house in a place called Dearborn for my first night, which is sort of halfway between the airport and the city. And it's got the uh, Ford Motor Museum there. So I went around the uh, the Motor Museum and everything because Detroit's obviously the motor city. Um, mm. And then rocked up on the, on the uh, what was it, a Friday. You go and get checked in and you get all your package details off to be pick up your tickets and all that. You have meet and greets, all sorts of stuff's going on. So we had there uh, on the Friday night was the uh, was the condemned movie premiere for Austin's movie with Jones. I Vinnie have a Jones soft spot for that film, by the way. I do. I loved it. You know, <laughs> was I, it I, from I a town? <laughs> We're about to <laughs> go fuck your mama. <laughs> <laughs> you know what? It's definitely an eighteen, yeah. <laughs> but yeah, I think, so the cool thing about that was we went to the Fox Theater in Detroit, mm. watched the premiere of the movie. And then Stone Cold came out, you know, was on the stage, like literally after the, as soon as the end credits were rolling, Austin's music hits and he came out and had a beer with everyone and all that. So uh, that was a cool experience. Then uh, we had the, like a midday madness session on the Saturday where we got to meet quite a lot of wrestlers and stuff and get autographs, photos and all that. Um, then the Hall of Fame was a great Hall of Fame year as well. It was JR, uh, Jerry the King Lawler as well, um, Mr. Perfect. Uh, Mr. Fuji and uh, Dusty Rhodes all went in, and, and Nick Bockwinkle as well. Don't want to forget mm. the uh, the AWA. But there were so many like great classic wrestlers there, you know, from from like the golden era. So for me, that was just like amazing because there's a lot of guys there who you wouldn't get to see in the UK ever. You know, they just yeah. didn't make it over. And some um, of them are no no longer with us, unfortunately. So exactly. obviously, that's another bonus of going there. Yeah, that was it. So to meet people like Carly Race. Uh, uh, Jimmy, I know Jimmy Snooker has been involved in some controversy, but to meet like Jimmy Snooker at the time, you know, was was amazing. And, uh, mm. and you know, to meet all these people, it's just such a great thing to do. And then um, after the Hall of Fame, there was great banter with uh, with Rob Van Dam. He was uh, he was in Detroit, obviously. He's from um, Michigan, isn't, isn't, isn't he? So it's not too yeah. far from Detroit. So exactly. So when they were uh, they all f- sort of filed out of the Hall of Fame and getting onto these coaches. And uh, Pat Patterson's sort of, you know, in charge of the situation. He's getting all the rest of them to coaches. Yeah. Chaos, because everyone's piled out. They're all, you know what's going on, the fans. They're clever, you know. Anyway, Van Dam comes out and he's like, hey, everybody, it's Rob Van Dam. You know, giving all, this, all that, <laughs> you know, posing to the crowd and everything. Next minute, he's, he's bloody crowd surfing down the street and Pat Patterson is just going nuts. Rob, get on the bloody bus, Rob. <laughs> <laughs> he's just yeah, having the time of his life. <laughs> hey, he, was, he was living the dream that weekend and uh, and it was brilliant to see because uh, you know being an ECW fan it was uh, mm. it was great to see those guys there and then uh, I was lucky enough to go for a beer 
uh, in the near pub. I thought, I'm not getting back to the hotel. So obviously, WWE put everyone up in the same hotel. And I thought, my room must have been on, like, it, it was the Marriott, which is in, like, the main building in Detroit. It's like these five towers that you always see on the videos and everything in Detroit. Yeah. I, I just thought, you know, I was on, like, the 200th floor or something ridiculous. I thought, I'm not going to get back to my room, Bray. Just get to wait for the lift. You know, I thought, everyone's going to be piling back to the hotel. I'll go for a bevy and, you know, get, get back to the hotel later on. Walk into the, into the bar. Michael P.S. Hayes is at the bar, sir. They're having a drink with Michael P.S. Hayes. Nice. Dun, dun, <laughs> yeah, so. Did he do the moonwalk? No, he <laughs> wasn't moonwalking that night. He was, on, he was quite well behaved. I mean, really? really? So but, he uh, could actually walk properly? Uh, <laughs> yeah, he was chatting He was chatting away and, uh, you know, really had a great conversation with him. And he uh, he actually, um, he had, I offered to buy him a drink and he actually bought me a drink because he bought um, a whole bottle of Jack Daniels at the bar. And he's mm. like, just get that, get this kid from Liverpool a glass of coke, and we'll make some Jack Daniels and cokes at the table. So, man, that's with him, fucking like, awesome. Friends and stuff, got introduced to him and stuff. But then, um, I suppose that's one benefit of just traveling with, with because if I had my gang of mates with me, you know, you would never have been able to like chat to these guys or whatever. Nah. You know, they're not going to. You'd all be taking turns as well. because it's like exactly. one, like you know, so. saw it on your own. That was, just a random occurrence and, you know, to yeah. be there and get to chat to him and stuff. And he's like, you know, who are you with? And I was like, oh, I'm just having a beer before you go back to tell you, come and join us. You know, it's like, bloody hell, thanks, I will. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, one of those strange things. But then, uh, obviously, WrestleMania 23. Um, my first WrestleMania was a great experience and uh, I've been pretty invested in the storylines leading up to it, you know. So, um, yeah, it was great. And, um Obviously, the, my main reason for going was to see The Undertaker live in person, and he went against Batista that night in what was, you know, probably match of the night, I'd mm. say. It was close between that and the main event. But um, I think Batista and Undertaker stole the show because I, I wasn't necessarily expecting them to have the match they had. I don't know if you've seen it. But no, it's, it's fantastic. Uh, it's, it's probably absolute. the match that elevated the streak, made it, like, that much more important. And it was that first yeah. real great epic WrestleMania match that the Undertaker had, in my opinion. So oh, I love it. I don't blame you for saying it was best match tonight. I may may lean a bit more towards Sean and John Cena, but it was a good match. Great. The match. reason I uh, don't lean towards I was big fan of uh, at the time. I was so, obviously supporting Sean uh, with my dear. I'm in there in the crowd. You can see, like, if you ever watch the show, you can see me for like the whole show. Just which is why I'm probably not allowed in the Thunderdome because you can see me for the whole show, <laughs> just causing havoc in the crowd. There's a lot of. Uh, a lot of popcorn vendors walk past me and you can see our whole row giving them the uh, DX crotch chop as the popcorn vendor blocks our views. And you see our whole row stand up and give them the crotch chop, you know. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, yeah, there's a few bits. Uh, when I was talking to, uh, to James last week, he said um, when Umaga comes out and Umaga did his pose, you see me in the crowd doing the, doing the Umaga pose as well. He'd spotted that. Oh, well, the spite thing was that... <laughs> give it, give it all that. It's <laughs> <laughs> like the Mardi Margaret thing. So he spotted me doing that. What I I spotted as well watching it was when Undertaker does the uh, does this across mm. the net. If you if you watch it back, I'm I in the crowd stand up do that at exactly the same time as him. You know, <laughs> <laughs> you're literally having the time of your life, and you can see yourself on camera. <laughs> what more can yeah. you ask for? And you went to a fantastic so WrestleMania. I think it's probably top five at least. I mean, it wouldn't be top like, the top one. But top five, probably. I, I loved it. I, I think that was a, a really great one to go to. And I just had a brilliant time. And I mm. thought, you know, I, I probably won't get to go again. 
but uh, but you know, if the chance ar- arrives, I will definitely go again. And I said to myself then, I said if it's ever in Orlando or Miami, Florida, you know, somewhere where I want to go for a holiday as well, I'll I'll go again. And then um, the way it played out, me and one of my best friends, Pete, were looking at it, and um, we've got a little gang of mates who we call ourselves the Four Horsemen, the World Four Horsemen. There's me, Pete, Matty, and Tony. We always yeah. do the Four Horsemen, and wherever we go. We went through a stage where we'd go to shows and I'd get dressed up as Nature and they'd all get dressed up as the Four Horsemen and we'd go to the shows dressed up as the Four Horsemen, just messing around and uh, giving it all that. (laughs) When it came to WrestleMania 28, the Four Horsemen were getting inducted into the Hall of Fame and we said, well, it's in Florida. I said, we're going. You know, we've got to go. So as soon as it was announced, we decided we were going to go to WrestleMania 28 as well. And, uh, you know, five years on, and um, yeah, we, we went to uh, Orlando for a week first, did all Disney Universal and all that sort of thing. Mm. And then um, then we went down to Miami for WrestleMania 28 and we did uh, we did Access and uh, Hall of Fame again. Uh, Monday Night Raw was included in that one as well. And uh, and obviously WrestleMania 28 in the uh, in the Sun Life Stadium was just amazing as well. So uh, just lucky the two I picked as well. Um, my sort of aim for that one was obviously seeing the Four Horsemen get inducted. But mm. um, I really wanted to see The Rock. I've not seen The Rock live before. So my thing was I wanted to see The Rock live. Yeah. And then obviously it was uh, the whole event was ended up being themed around because it's in Miami, Florida. It was The Rock versus John Cena. And uh, the whole thing for me was John Cena won at WrestleMania 23. So I was going for my personal revenge because I wanted to see John Cena lose to The Rock. <laughs> Cena sucks. Cena. I bet you she's probably doing that. Like, I, I bet Mate. you bought a Cena sucks T-shirt as well. Just not realize you're you actually can... giving him money. <laughs> On WrestleMania 23, yeah, uh, somebody James pointed out that you see me flip off John Cena at one point during the match. Oh, <laughs> what does Cena do to you? <laughs> I, 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 as a person, John John Cena thinks great. Always make a wish work, but uh, yeah, yeah, but yeah, his character at the time, I definitely wasn't a fan of having the. Character sort of forced upon me, you know, the way they booked him as a. Uh, oh, it was like, never give up. It was like, if, if Cena wins, we riot. I was on that bandwagon, I, I have to admit. But the older I got, I was like, you know what? He's actually awesome. Like, I can't, I, I can't it, hate yeah. him anymore. I think it's one of them things, isn't it? But yeah, but at the time, it was, um, if Cena wins, we riot was the sign at WrestleMania 23. And at the end, if you watch when Cena wins, they can hardly show any crowd shots because there were chairs flying. <laughs> there was all sorts going on. It was bloody chaos, you know. Was it you starting it as well? <laughs> You'd never know that from the way. <laughs> well, hey, hey, I come was on. <laughs> it was when that popcorn and cotton candy vendor had to go over the night. <laughs> <laughs> we're starting. I want blood. <laughs> <laughs> but maybe 28 was fun, a good match. Uh, not match, sorry. May 23 was superb. Love it. May 28, though. First few hours. Bit shit. Then the hell in the cell happens. Oh, that false finish as well. Was just... oh. Talk about that match, though. Absolutely life. loved it. Um, well, I'll tell you one thing first of all. Was the first thing that happened on uh, WrestleMania 28 was Daniel Bryan lost in 18 seconds to Sheamus. And they didn't win the crowd back for about another two hours after that because that was start of, like, the Daniel Bryan yes movement right mm-hmm. there because the crowd were chanting Daniel Bryan for, I would say, at least another hour. You can't even... You, you, there's points where you can hear it on the uh, on the show. 
But as well, yeah, I don't think they really won the crowd back till a long time after that because then you had, um, I can't quite remember the match card. I know it was Kane versus Randy Orton was a bit, ended up being a bit of a throwaway match. That was terrible. Um, anyway. Yeah, Cody and Big Show. Was it, you know, wasn't, wasn't amazing. They mm. had the, the big, like, fail four-way um, with, like, Maria Menounos involved as well. Oh, Kelly, Kelly had, and yeah, Phoenix, yeah, that was... I don't know what happened. She had some sort of incident, wherever it was. Someone told me it was fake tan, but it didn't look like that to me. <laughs> <laughs> Bit of a skid mark right there. Mania moment. <laughs> Just don't wrestle in white pants, Maria. We've told we've warned you this, Maria. <laughs> <laughs> Bless her. Her outfit was designed on the on the Greek flag, basically, wasn't it? Yeah. It was the blue and That's white. That's one celebrity match. Trousers, but no. That I'm not in a rush to watch again. Because we were talking about Bad Bunny only. That was one celebrity match. Yeah, poor Maria. Ugh. But he yeah, no, so it wasn't backstage interview and doing stuff like that and got really involved. But then, yeah, but the match, yeah, was a forgettable one, don't worry. Mm. But yeah, I think um, it'd be talking about bad matches. We should mention from WrestleMania 23, did have Kane versus Great Carly on it. Oh, I went on so record bad. and said it's the worst match I've ever seen live ever. It was just horrific. It was There's terrible. Nothing went right in the... I remember we the video package um, at the end of the show and they're doing like, because it's like, Mania 3 and then they're back in Detroit yeah. and they're trying to compare when Kane slams Kane, Harley to Andre it. and Hogan like the slam heard <laughs> around the world I was like no no <laughs> stop it <laughs> I was there I was like no <laughs> it was not yeah. like it <laughs> but uh, yeah luckily Wrestlemania 28 there were some um, some great bits one interesting thing was at Wrestlemania 28 I was in um, we I got a platinum package for WrestleMania 23. We had squad was in row five. Mm. And that was like the most expensive package. I thought if I'm going to go make the most of it, enjoy, your, just enjoy yourself, you know, go nuts. Yeah. And um, the one after me and my friend Pete went, uh, I think we had either silver or gold packages. So we were about a hundred rows back. And uh, Pete has got like horrifically sunburned in Miami while we were there. And like literally <laughs> he missed the whole, he was that sunburned. He missed the hall of fame. So Ben and Mike were meant to be going as the four horsemen. We dropped Matty and Tony because they couldn't, didn't want to go or couldn't make it for the trip. Mm. And then Pete couldn't even go to the Hall of Fame either because he's a bloody sunburnt while we were there. So, uh, so uh, when we get to WrestleMania, we're in about row hundred. We're in the hundreds, you know, the riser section, the hundreds they call them. Yeah, and um, we're probably about, I'd say about between fifty and hundred rows back from the ring. But I, if I'm going to a show, I'm getting onto the floor, I'm getting to the front row. So by the time it comes to Hell in a Cell, I am front row. And as the Hell in a Cell comes down, you can see me shaking the Hell in a Cell. <laughs> so not only are you causing trouble in Mania 23, but you're also causing trouble in Miami as well. <laughs> Just one of them. I was watching it, I was watching it um, the other morning with my son. And I was like, hey, look, there's me. And he's like, that's not you. And I was like, it is. Look, here's the shirt. It was Irish. <laughs> I'm proud of you. <laughs> I'm, I'm proud of myself just to be there and there. And I enjoyed it so much. It's great. I'm just thinking, mm. if you're going to go to these things, you're spending a lot of money on them. You know, yeah. you've got to have a, you know, you've got to have a, a certain uh, passion for it and also probably some sort of a uh, slight mental instability. <laughs> Mate, honestly, yeah. you're traveling across the world basically to go there. Mate, have a bloody good time. That's one pop. That's one thing I hate about wrestling fans a lot of these days. When you go to shows and someone who works at shows regularly, it's a case of they sit in their hands, 
don't do nothing. And you yeah. wonder why, like, you know, not even just on me, but like, you wonder why, like, it's so hard for them to get over. You're just sitting your hands on your phone, you know, not caring. Like, I love that, man. I love that attitude that you've had. I mean, I wouldn't check the hell in the cell, but, you know, I still have a good time. <laughs> Shake it a bit. Hello, cell. <laughs> Memory remains. <laughs> yeah. But, yeah, so that was a, a great match. The only match on the show I didn't enjoy as much as I thought I would, um, a match I'd built up so much in my mind, was... um. CM Punk versus Chris Jericho. Really? And um, yeah, and I looked, I, I, I probably should watch it again because only today did I see somebody have put it in their top five WrestleMania matches of all time. Oh, we got that uh, far. No, 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 no. Yeah, but I, but I sort of really disregarded it. I don't know why. I just thought there was a. Bring back the sale! That, <laughs> I can't think what was, so, what was so wrong with it. But yeah, mm. I didn't, I, I was there and didn't enjoy the match. And, and at the time, I loved both of their work. And did it, be, did it come on both. just after the Hell in a Cell as well? Could it could have done that? Could be yeah, and that match was. went on pretty much an hour, including the entrances and yeah. You know, afterwards, they're all hugging and kissing each other. Um, so you might be deflated, man. It was one of the best matches in main history. So I can understand you like you're watching it. You're like, yeah, it's good, but I'd have to watch that um, CM Punk Chris Jericho match separate. I think just and watch it mm. again. It's good. It's a good match, but top five behave. No, yeah, I think I don't think I've uh, I've probably watched it back once since. Mm. You know, so I'll probably give it another watch. Maybe it'll grow on me a bit. Um, but um, yeah, the uh, the main events as well. Um, great to see the Rock, and he had the uh, Flow Rider singing him out, and um, and all that it was crazy. It was just such a great experience, and um, you know, he was in his hometown. Great crowd response, and. Um, you know, I just thoroughly enjoyed it. The whole yeah. experience was great, and everywhere you went in Miami, that um, Flow Rider song was uh, was on everywhere you went. You know, the WrestleMania theme tune for that year. Yeah, uh, what's it called? Good feeling or whatever. So everywhere you went in Miami, it was like du, 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 du. sometimes you get a good. Oh no, I was got confused with the. Oh. Um, hey, I heard you were a wild one. They did that as well. They sung that as well. I think they had yeah. both. And then they had the um, Machine Gun Kelly do right. as well. That was that are oh, the entrances, man. Let's talk about that. What was that like? Because the rock comes out and it's just like crazy. It was insane. Oh, it was great. It was so well, good. Describe it, man. And uh, and then yeah, so we had the mania, um, and then the next night we had Raw as well. And uh, the whole show, the, the crowd we were chanting for Daniel Bryan. And he, he wasn't on the show. Mm. He was on the after he, after the show. You know when they do like a main event. I think it was him and Kane were involved with something there. Yeah, pretty big show and somebody, but uh, but yeah, but the whole the crowd was WrestleMania night for WrestleMania crowd of chaos, aren't they? And they were just chanting for Daniel Bryan for the whole show. Yeah, and uh, there's even a point where they're doing a promo in the ring, and somebody says something about Daniel Bryan, and you know that that roar was quite memorable because at the end of the show, uh, it's when John Cena's out in the ring and he's calling out the Rock again, and Brock Lesnar came back. So that was the first time mm. he'd come back for you know like after being after his breakaway. The pop for that was insane as well. That was just that was a amazing. great moment to be at. Yeah. Being there live as well, that must have been even better. That moment it was it was it was absolutely it mental. Out, dun, dun. And then he fucking lost, but we won't go into the detail. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, but that night he didn't lose because he he had five Cena and then he kicked mm. his little green cap away. <laughs> That's so <laughs> good, man. And then you got Brock the guy as well, doing the same thing. And ah, oh. and he had been there for like nearly ten years. That was awesome. One of my favourite moments. 
But yeah, I just feel like I was very lucky that they were the uh, the two WrestleManias that I've that I've been to, and uh, mm. you know, I, you know, I chose quite wisely. And although they were sort of very expensive trips, I had a great time, great memories from both of them. So definitely worth it. Yeah, and that um, I would definitely go again um, mm. in the future. And uh, obviously, I've got people in in the states now who I uh, you know during lockdown I've become friends with and speak to a lot online and stuff and talk about wrestling. So it'd be mm. great to pop over and catch up with those guys and uh, you know. You know, doing something like um, like wrestling travel do, where they get where they take people over and they they are they know the whole area where the shows are going to be. They get the best hotels and they can just take you to a bar and they do stuff where they have like they had um, like Hacksaw Jim Duggan uh, at one of their shows. So they would do, you know you get imagine that you go to go and watch SmackDown, you watch it with Hacksaw. That's mm. just like amazing. That just makes <laughs> the trip, stuff like that. What do you think, Kenny? Um, Kenny, oh. They <laughs> Sorry, that was Kelly lame. Kelly. I don't care. I did, I did, I did. <laughs> Kelly Kelly, she was lovely. Was she? I met her. Um, so funny. Mm, I met her last year. She was a bit of an arsehole. But, no, not last year, sorry. Year before, it was at uh, Comic-Con in London. Yeah, but I don't get detail, but yeah, arsehole. Anyway. I was, she, was I, she was lovely when I spoke to her. She was a bit jet-like. She literally mm. flew in. It was a two-day. Um, Full of wrestling was two days. And she literally flew out all night and then arrived at like nine in the morning, came straight to the show and hadn't had any sleep at all. So she was quite badly jet lagged, but she was uh, she was on top form. And um to me to Dashwood and um Danielle Monet were, were hilarious because we did the, like a QA in the ring with them and they were like uh, playing off each other so well that it, even if you know if mm. Kelly Kelly wasn't feeling on form, the other two more than covered for it with the with the chaos they were causing. So uh yeah, it was really, really funny interview as well. So good stuff. <laughs> yeah, my mate was like in love. He met Summer Rae there for Love Wrestling. He was just like, oh, she's perfect. I was just like, mate, <laughs> won't say his name, but uh, <laughs> he's going to listen to you or know straight away. <laughs> but yeah, he always like tweet. They were all lovely. It was good. But um, no, I'll be, I'm looking forward to, to the next one though. Definitely, man. Um, so you've reviewed WrestleMania. Very interesting to hear and very good, but small. And it also makes me a little bit jealous. I'm not going to lie. Uh, so thanks for that. But I will do... Mate, I definitely want to go to 40. I think 40 is the one I'm looking out for. Where mm. 40's held is going to be a big big one for me because I think, um, uh, you know, I look at the prices every year and sort of weigh up, you know, can I go as a, as a uh, you know, as a father, it, you know, the decision is whether to take, uh, you know, whether I can take my son with me as well so he can come along because he's 11 now. So, uh, yeah. you know, I would like him to get to go to WrestleMania, but then he's, he's not sort of as, as big a fan as me, really. He only sort of made the uh, this year. He uh, he had a nap before WrestleMania, and then he saw the um, Vince Vince's speech, and then he saw the national anthem, and then he went back to bed. That was it. So he <laughs> had to watch the highlights. America being America, <laughs> puts your son to sleep. <laughs> it. Well, it was no. As soon as they said there, uh, as soon as they said there's a little rain breaking, we don't know when we're gonna have the first. Uh, yeah. Like I'm going to bed, Daddy. <laughs> <laughs> Man, fair play to them for continuing the show still because it's like. God is still pissed with Vince, isn't he? Like for getting that W and that backlash too. Out <laughs> like, God, I don't like you, and you don't like me. <laughs> when he's in the, I know it's off topic, sorry, but it's just when he's in the church, there's a build up. He's like Shane, Shane, who am I? Gets the holy water, and Shane's face is priceless. Sorry, man. I, to, I, I think I've watched that segment like once a year at least now. It's, oh, uh, yeah, my friend Matt loves that. That's one of his. That's one of his favorites. Every time he anything happens, he brings that up. It's so funny. It's just the interest. Like, God, let's do it in the WWE. And he comes out to like 
throw this uh throw this clay's like theme song it was like somebody call my mama <laughs> and then i remember Vince talking about it in this documentary that came out like shortly after he's like god's probably got a sense of humor right <laughs> um no that's cool right? so i'm just gonna uh so i'm gonna wrap this up and basically talk about uh you being a, a ring announcer because this is the first time i've actually spoke to someone that does that so i want to know because you've been doing this about 10 years now so what made you become a ring announcer in the first place and uh why mad dog as a nickname yeah so that that came about a bit more sort of organically where uh basically i was um so i've worked in nightclubs and then when I moved back uh, back home after university, I uh, hosted like quiz nights and stuff like that. And um, so I ran the local pub where I lived and we started doing there. Uh, like we found there was a lot of wrestling fans locally who wanted to watch the wrestling. So we'd keep the pub open and show the wrestling, you know, and things like that. So we started doing screenings and things like that, watching the uh, watching WrestleManias and everything. And then yeah. from that, when I when I left that job, um, we just like moved moved around and watched at my friend's house instead and basically the big gang of us all watching the shows and everything um, at the same time we, we started going to a lot more indie shows around the UK so um, Preston City Wrestling uh, BCW we used to travel up to Preston go and catch that, we used to go to uh, Impact Wrestling to all their shows when they toured we'd mm. try and get to a few WWE shows as well so we were just fans going to all the shows and everything but I was doing um, Quizmaster and things like that as well and, um, you know, knew a few people in the industry and stuff, but didn't wasn't involved in any way. But somebody had said to me a while back, you know, oh, you'd be great at doing, you know, commentary or a manager, you know, being a manager of someone at wrestling. You're such a, a character, you know, you're a mad dog. You'd be great at doing that, you know. And um, so I was like, oh, yeah, you know, took it on board and thought it would be something I'd love to do, but didn't really know how to go about doing it or anything. Mm -hmm. And then uh, the way it came about was TNT, Extreme Wrestling formed in about, uh, must have been early June 2015. And they did uh, a show in Liverpool, um, which was like all the matches were like extreme matches. Um, and there was all sorts of uh, bits and bobs on that. Um, I think it was Merseyside Massacre 2015, that one. And mm. then coming up towards the second show, they said, um, basically they needed, the, the ring announcer they used was the guy who uh, did the ring hire. And they decided they wanted an actual ring announcer instead for the show. Yeah. And just by chance, one of the, like, Jay is the uh, booker and, like, owner of TNT. And he had, he was working with a guy called Nick Hughes at the time, who was helping, um, you know, who was helping book and coming up with creative ideas and stuff. Mm -hmm. And just the most random thing was Nick worked in, uh, in like, a chemical plant place, uh, like a chem chemical labs, it was. And uh, one of my best friends, Lauren, worked there with him. And he was saying to her one day, he's setting up this wrestling promotion. She obviously knew that I was a big wrestling fan and everything and said to him, oh, you know, if you need a ring announcer, you need to speak to Mike Angus. He's, he's the man for the job. You know, he'd be great at that. And lo and behold, he got in touch with me and said, can you, can you, uh, would you be interested in doing this? And I just was like, perfect. Yeah, it was, it was only a couple of weeks after my birthday. And he messaged me on my birthday and I was like, this is the best birthday present ever i was like definitely i'll do that definitely do that show for you no problem at all mm. went and it was uh, going up big time 2015 it's on powered 4 tv you can watch it, it was my first uh ring announcement and i went out there and uh, you know i knew i had an idea of what i wanted to do and um somebody said to they said to me what's your name and i just said oh yeah mike uh, mike mad dog angus 
And uh, that was it. And then suddenly it's I was the ring announcer for TNT and it was uh, did the first show. And, the, the, you know, the, the fans who were in attendance loved the show, loved what I was doing as ring announcer. And then uh, it's continued since. And uh, I'm just coming up to my um, six-year anniversary with TNT. So uh, mm. for this, uh, this year, I believe we've got shows scheduled for June the 26th and June 27th. Um, and it's actually going to be exactly six years when them shows take place that I will have been uh, ring announcing for TNT. So, uh, yeah, so we might have a bit of a party those days, but it uh, should be good. Uh, and, uh, and I've been lucky enough, you know, TNT is such a great thing because Liverpool was missing having a great wrestling promotion. Mm. And what TNT has brought has just been, you know, absolutely awesome. If you get a chance to watch any of our shows, you know, the, the Jay, the booker and the owner of the show, he's, he's come up with some absolutely great ideas. And we've been lucky enough to have some amazing mm. talent come come and work. We had like Pete Dunne and Osprey and like Walter, like all oh, phenomenal like talent. So I mean, like, I've seen I've seen them down here, but you know, it's just it's only some where else they go. They'll pick you know if they like you, then they'll go to you. That's so it. for you to attract that, that's a that's a big deal. Very important. Yeah, to have um, we've had people like Joseph Connors, you mm. know, started with you know we've been to other places, but we did like. He had an undefeated streak with us for quite a long time. And, uh, you know, people who were, like, really popular, like Jordan Devlin, a lot of the guys off NXT UK have worked with us. Um, yeah. One, uh, You know, we had um, Will Ospreay versus Pete Dunne when we had the O2. We, um, we used to run the O2 Academy in Liverpool, which is obviously a huge venue. And we had some massive shows there, which were just awesome. Uh, that, that show in particular really stands out with Ospreay and Dunne because... Um, believe the match was meant to be, uh, if I think back correctly, the match was meant to be, we, we managed, Will Ospreay uh, managed to get over for us. He only started in Japan and everything. And mm. um, the, the match was meant to be him versus Marty Skrull. And uh, Marty got an injury. And uh, he managed to get Pete Dunne in as a replacement. And it was when he just won the uh, WWE UK oh, Championship. So the timing of that then. So was um, Osprey the IWG, sorry, IW, uh, PG tool? I don't think, I, I think he may have been, but he didn't have any anything with him. It was when he was doing like the uh, the cat Osprey things, and he had like little cat ears on when he was wrestling. Oh, that yeah, yeah. Is absolutely awesome. It's definitely worth a watch. And, uh, you know, it was just insane that we managed to get that. And at the same time, you know, we have people like T Bone and Rampage and Haskins who've worked with us, you know, oh, quite Haskins a lot. Right. Love him. Great wrestler, yeah. And uh, we've just been so lucky that we've had, you know, great people. We had uh, some brilliant storylines with the, the guys, the Mank Union. So that was Ashton and Sam, uh, mm. you know, who were, you know, great. And we had the whole Manchester-Liverpool thing. And we had, uh, you know, there was also all, all sorts of bits and bobs we've done that have led to some great storylines. And then, uh, you know, just working working from, from that as well, where I live on the Wirral, uh, Wrestle Island set up as well. And said, mm. you know, they'd see me ringing us, family friendly thing. Can you come and ring an for us? So I've ring an for them for five years now as well. And then, um, and from being with TNT Extreme, I've had um, other bits and bobs as well. Other people contact me, have seen me doing that. And um, so I do BWP, LWF as well. And, uh, you know, the thing for me is that um, I like to try and help people as much as possible and be like someone positive in the industry yeah. because. I find there is a lot of negativity about, and you know, yeah. I'm somebody who's a, who's a parent, and you know, I want I I am passionate about professional wrestling and want it to be good. So, uh, mm. you know, I I do my best to try and make it 
you know, a good place and make it fun to, to work in as well, you know. So I uh, I still need to have a full-time job as well as, as doing ring announcing and stuff as well. But, yeah, you know, I, uh, but you're doing it because you love it. That's it, exactly. And as much as I can, I try and do it as much as I can as well. So, uh, you know, as a, and I, I thoroughly enjoy it. And I, I do think um, very organised when I'm doing it. I do try and be the best ring announcer I can be. And, uh, you know, I've been lucky enough to meet like some of the best ring announcers in the world as well. I met the Fink a couple of times. Legend. Um, All right, Rest in peace. But, uh, and, uh, and, you know, he, he, I always tell people this piece of advice he gave me. I said to him, it was just before I did the first TNT show. They did a PSI WrestleCon in London. And I went and stayed in the hotel there and got to meet everybody. And I, and I said to the Fink, listen, Fink, I've got... Um, I'm going to be ringing on to my first show in a couple of weeks. Have you got any advice for me? And he just, he looked at me and he, he said, don't forget their names. <laughs> <laughs> He's not a wrong though. <laughs> so that stuck with me. That did stick with me. Yeah. Um, and, you know, as a ring announcer, you know, there's a lot, lot of stuff to do. You've got to make sure the show um, runs smoothly. You've got to get all the information out to the audience mm. and make sure. Correctly as well. <laughs> yeah, exactly. You're telling that you're telling that story about this mm. person. You're forming the thoughts about who this person's going to be when you uh, you know, when they get in the ring. So, uh, you know, I, I've been so lucky to work with. I've worked with. We've had Walter, um, Pack, you know, Ray Phoenix, Pentagon Junior have all been at TNT. Um, just uh, absolutely the best wrestlers in the mm. world have been through TNT Extreme Wrestling. And uh, you know, I know he's got even more people lined up. It's going to be. Mm. It's going to be insane, you know. The next year, next year, it's it, it's growing all the time. You know, we have more and more fans tuning in, and uh, you know, Powered Four TV showcases so well, and I've put our yeah. matches out for people to see. So, uh, and the thing is, now we've we've all we always used to run on Thursday nights because um, you know Thursday night was a good night for people to get to the wrestling, and then you know you still got the weekend as well. Mm. But uh, we're going to be running, I believe, now from on Saturdays and um, Saturdays main show on Saturday. And a family show as well, the TNT Ignition, which is built for the last two years as well as like the family friendly show as well on a Sunday. So they're going to be like weekenders. So basically, if you come into Liverpool, you can get your tickets booked, hotel booked for the weekend. There you go, wrestling. It's going to be happening and there. Uh, mm. Great, great weekend, you know, to have and get involved. And uh, you're guaranteed to see some of the best wrestlers in the UK. And uh, I think TNT showcases the independent talent better than a lot of the uh, UK promotions. The stories we tell, the lighting, you know, everything is uh from the moment you get there, you're having a good time and it's uh you know it's great it's great to work with them, great company and they've worked so hard during the pandemic as well to uh yeah. you know, put safety and everything at the forefront and make sure it's safe for the fans to attend. Um one interesting thing that I've seen a lot, you know, TNT will always put dates out ready for as soon as we're able to come back. Um, because they, they want people to have something to look forward to, you know, yeah. and they've done such a great job with that. Unfortunately, you know, there's been times when the government have stepped in and said you can't, obviously can't run that, mm. but then anyone who's had tickets, they've rolled Thanks, over. Boris. So as soon as we can announce dates, yeah, <laughs> Boris is he's doing his best, you know, but he hasn't... Uh, yeah, no, that's not his fault. He hasn't won any wrestling fans over, I don't think. <laughs> he is the biggest hero in wrestling right now, Boris Johnson. He is. <laughs> <laughs> he, he, you know, he's he's invited he's invited to TNT to come and you know have a few words and you know I've got a, got a steel chair ready for him. <laughs> Stand up if you hate Boris. Yeah, 
that could be the next next uh, next storyline we've got. With you against Mr. Ringhouse, murder <laughs> against the current Prime Minister Boris Johnson. Stay tuned, TNT coming soon. Now, see, my ring announcement is terrible. I can't promote. So, <laughs> as a way to wrap this up, uh, just before we do, I'm going to ask as well, because obviously, you've been from Liverpool. That is correct, isn't it? Uh, yeah, well, from, I'm from we're all near Liverpool. Damn it. <laughs> Close enough. No, I'm joking. Uh, yeah, but that's, it like, is, that's, it is. that's like someone <laughs> Whenever saying, I go oh, anywhere in the London. country, they always call me a scouser anyway, so I'm happy to... Uh, so I wasn't going to say that because I have a friend who lives in Liverpool and his name's Adam if he's listening to this. He told me apparently Scouser is offensive. So I, I do not refer to anyone from that area now as a Scouser uh, or Bin Dipper apparently. Yeah, I, can see, I can see Bin Dipper being a bit offensive. I can't help it. It's so funny. <laughs> like, I don't actually have a problem with Liverpool. I'm an Arsenal fan. Like, my beef is with like Chelsea and like Tottenham. Like, Liverpool, I, like, I've, I've actually went to Liverpool recently, for, not, well, not recently, but um, not too long ago uh, for the first time ever. And the people up there were so nice, man. Went to Anfield for the first time and just had a terrific time. Everyone's so friendly and chatty. Um, there's just nothing boring about the people of Liverpool. So I thought I'd share that. So, please, Corny, this one. I was going to ask, um, George, I noticed you did an interview with uh, Omega Luke the other week. Yeah. He's an Arsenal fan, isn't he? No, he sports United. Does he? Oh, yeah, actually he does. Because we um, did uh, Added Time, the football podcast, with, and he was a guest on that with us. Mm. <coughs> yeah, no, he's a big yeah. Man United fan. He's um, He plays it. Well, I don't know if he plays it as much anymore, but um, he's, yeah, he loves his United fan. And he's actually been to Old Trafford as well, so that's quite refreshing to hear. Yeah, I've been... Uh, I've been a couple of times to Old Trafford. Uh, Liverpool Lovely won 1-0 both times, so I was, I was lucky. Uh, Danny Murphy scored both times, so yeah. Ah, so, lucky, uh, so you are, I was going to actually ask it, it was, you know, if it's Liverpool or Everton, but you've all answered the question already. No issues yeah. for me, though. I, I, obviously, your season's been quite funny, though. Um, oh, yeah. Worst season we've ever had. But, uh, George, I'll send you over some of the uh, football podcasts we've been doing because you'll, you'll have to come on the show and talk football with us. Yeah, man, do, I'll uh, over that. On Powered Four, we do added time, which is a uh, uh, wrestling people talking about football. So uh, we've had Stu from oh, I've got me Stu's wrestling podcast. Yeah, that's from, Stu. I re- that's, represent for so Stu. Just a moment there. for Stu. Stu is a boy. I really like him. Uh, he's what is he's, 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 oh, tripping on my words. First time I've done it in the show. Hey, well done. Uh, <laughs> Stu's actually a really good person. I really like him. Uh, he sort of gave me advice in the podcast and sort of how to reach out to wrestlers and told me some funny stories as well about, um, I won't say who, but um, <laughs> but in general, now nah, he's, and he works his ass off as well. He can, prom- he can promote his stuff and he's, he's confident as well at what he does and his interviews are good. So I really, you know, hats in your his top as well. So nothing but Either praise for Stu, man. And you know, yeah. I actually have to send this to him now and say, look, Stu, we mentioned so even though it's right at the end of uh or over a two-hour interview, you've gotta listen. <laughs> Mate, yeah. I did that. Uh, so I was on the Stu's Wrestling Podcast episode three, and mm. I was the first guest to return. So I did episode five as well. So uh yeah. Really? Oh bloody yeah. hell. <laughs> Absolute legend, Stewie though, yeah. And he is gonna be um, my commentary partner. Oh, that, in that game, wrestling. isn't it? Yeah, I was going to mention it's a it's a show. We're actually uh, promoting the promoting shows, so it's going to be uh, Superstar Pro Wrestling in Liverpool. And um, me and Stu are going to be the commentators at the show. So it's uh, 
yeah, so we're looking forward to doing that. So it's going to be something a bit That'll different. Be good, so. man. I think you two would be great together. Great, this is the first time you two have actually done anything in terms of commenting. I know you've talked to each other. We've done a lot of po- we've done a lot of podcasts because Stu was on there, the wrestling travel podcast with us as well. Yeah. And uh, we've done uh, added time the football one. And I always uh, I always mm. try and help him out. Um, I can imagine you two having a little bit of beef well. though. Everton Liverpool. We actually, um, oh yeah, no, we we're fine with that. You know, <laughs> uh, as long as uh, we finish above them this season, it'll all be okay. But uh, <laughs> it won't be hard. They're eighth at the moment. They're they're, they're struggling. They've uh, oh yeah, they're playing. They're probably playing now. Actually, thinking about uh, it, uh, they are. Yes, I did. I'll check. Oh, sure, anyone wants to know, this was recorded on a Monday, the 12th, so whenever it was <laughs> yeah. late. So. Uh, so you'll say that, sorry, you say something about Stu, I, I forgot, sorry. Yeah, no, Stu, absolute legend, this podcast, brilliant, I love um, the guests yeah. he's had on, does a really good job of chatting to them, and, yeah. uh, and I might as well give a few shout-outs to, to all my gangs, so uh, yeah, go I'll tell you what I did last week, and then you, we can go from that, so I was on uh, Powered 4, SP3, last Wednesday, catching up with my boy SP3, um, from True Heel Heat, absolute legend. I was uh, obviously working on the Wrestling mm. Travel podcast. With I him. love his logo, and, by the way. It's so sick. Yeah, oh, mate, he's a great guy. He's got some. Uh, he's got some opinions. That boy, I tell you, the Oracle of Wrestling. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, yeah, and um, also uh, obviously the guys at Wrestling Wrestling Travel, mm. the boss man Lee McAteer, Justin Clapper, and uh, and Danny as well. All all great guys. It's been great working with them during lockdown and there. Uh, you know, all all good fun, all great wrestling uh, wrestling people, and uh, Kyle's wrestling podcast as well. If you Kyle's a boy, Kyle, I like before, him. Yeah, he's uh, always got, trying to help Kyle out. Occasionally talk to him on Instagram. He's a really nice guy. Uh, I like yeah, him. Oh, so brilliant. he's uh, just yeah, really good lad. Always likes what I post, and I'll try and return the favour. So I sort of knew him through Bill Weaver. Um, so some fans will know him as. Oh, I forgot the gimmick <laughs> now. That's so bad. <laughs> The pastor. Uh, that is William the Eva. pastor, William Eva. <laughs> so that is, uh, I can't believe I forgot. I hope he doesn't listen to this. He'll probably unfollow me. But yeah, no, he's a good lad. Really, really good lad. I really like Carl. Really got a good heart. And another, another good one as well is uh, Simon Hill from uh, Keep It Locked. He works at uh, TNT with me as well. Some mm. of his uh, podcasts are brilliant. If you haven't checked them out, he's uh, he's got some great guests on there and he's a nice guy, Simon, as well. So uh, and he's uh, he does a bit of DJing as well. So uh, when they had uh, wrestling in Wolverhampton, uh, he does the after show DJ party there as well. So I've heard he's got some uh, good tunes because he was on the uh, Kerrang Kerrang Radio at one point as well. So uh, yeah, so I have to check out one of his after parties at some point. <laughs> nice. Oh man, I'd love to go to a wrestling party. Like I've got I've got friends that love. I've, I've only got some friends that really probably got into it now. So when we come out locked down, just just like rocking out to like Val Venus's theme song, just like. Nah, nah. <laughs> <laughs> I've got one there, one like surreal, surreal memory there of uh, uh, we have a uh, DOA, which is a deathmatch tournament we do once a year at TNT, mm-hmm. and uh, I, I've got a, a a little video there, and they're, they're all doing the uh, what song? Enter Sandman. And they're all doing the Macarena. <laughs> <laughs> Excellent. <laughs> That's such a tune. I couldn't. I don't have to do that to the song. <laughs> <laughs> They got it. They got it nailed on. It's uh, yeah, it no, must no. be a, it must be a common thing I've missed somewhere down the line, map, But I just couldn't believe it. I was like, oh yeah, it's perfect. I'd love to know his reaction if that was actually to be done, like because he's quite a bit of a backwards person. Like I've, I think they recently said that, uh, like the women's a main, like, women wrestling uh, main event or something, and Tessa heard it and it all kicked off. So imagine him saying that, like no, 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 and it's just like him with his beer and his cane and <laughs> um. Yeah, that's no, right. So just gonna 
I think we've, we've had a full-on, complete, detailed conversation. It's been terrific. I've really enjoyed it. As you can tell, visually, um, we started off <laughs> with the sunshine. That's because I forgot to close my blinds. But um, because I was enjoying it so much, I didn't really clock on until about like 30 minutes ago that it's completely dark. So... I do apologise, but I don't think anyone cares because they've enjoyed this interview so much, as much as I have. So where can fans find you on social media? Yeah, so uh, all my uh, ring announcements and everything is on Powered 4 TV. Uh, you can check out Wrestle Island, TNT Extreme and TNT Ignition on there. So uh, you're going to be able to check me out live later on in the year. We're going to be doing shows all around the UK. So uh, yeah, just check out. I'll be I'll be at as many places as I can be for wrestling. Um on Twitter, I'm at Angus Mad Dog. And then I've got the uh, the Facebook page as well, which is Mike Mad Dog Angus. Check that out. All the uh, wrestling dates and podcasts and everything get posted on there. So you can check out mm -hmm. what I've been up to. Um, we're looking to do, um, well, the Instagram setup as well. You can check out the Instagram. That's got all my pictures from uh, from past WrestleMania. There are some people great there. photos on there, by the way. Like there's, some, there's some crackers. Yeah. I love the one of... Uh, of me, me and me mate Pete, we did the uh, went through the graveyard at WrestleMania, and then you got to the end, and Paul Bearer was there. And you got a photo with Paul Bearer. I've not seen that one. That one. I think oh, I might just mate. randomly add it into this. Through. Oh, it's so funny, yeah. Oh, Angus! <laughs> went around that corner. I just went around that corner and smoke everywhere. And he's there. And I thought it was a statue, and it's actually him. And he's like, Oh yes, <laughs> <laughs> five ninety nine for the photo. <laughs> all right people i'll have to tell you another story in a minute what my friends were laughing about last night but we'll have to save that one for uh for another time i think <laughs> but, we'll, we'll, but yeah because we've talked so much and literally i, I feel there's still a lot more to talk about because we're both absolute nerds when it comes to wrestling yeah. so we'll do it part two like I've, i think this is the first time i've actually said it on the podcast so it's always the first thing first time i spoke to an announcer uh and it's going to be i think it's going to be the first time we have a part two um I just want to know one last question and I will let you go and I'm going to have a cup of tea. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> no sugar and not much milk. Just sharing's caring, mate. So what has been your favourite match that what's been your favourite match that you actually announced for? Or at least a few favourites. So basically what have been memorable matches that you feel like, oh, that was special and I got to announce that? Yeah, I think... Um... Well, Pack versus Pentagon Junior was a was a really special one. Oh, that's um, awesome! On the same on the same show, we had mm. um, Ray Phoenix versus El Fantasmo, mm. which was just I think that was even more mind blowing that night. Some of the stuff those guys did because I hadn't been that familiar with Ray Phoenix up until yeah. then was amazing. Um, I was really uh, lucky. We had a storyline where uh, Walter had taken Joseph Connor's title off him and they were having a rematch but Jordan Devlin had won a contract for a title shot earlier on the night and he came out and made it a triple threat and won the TNT Extreme World Championship. That was insane um, to be part of, of that show that the crowd were completely behind him mm. and um, you know that was that was crazy. That was such such a moment to be part of and uh, yeah I'd say them them three are probably my three favourites. Obviously Will Ospreay versus Pete Dunn was uh, was was insane as well at the time. So they'd be the ones to check out. Um, I can send uh, links. They're on there. And quite a lot of them are like available on YouTube or as well on Powered 4 TV. Right, feel free, feel free. Yeah. Uh, 
great, I have great checked matches. out TNT, but I just can't remember the top of my head. Because uh, I, I, there's so many companies that I, I'm literally just... That's one thing I had to... Not to say I stopped watching wrestling, but I had to just take a break from watching everything, if that makes sense. I'd Rev Pro, Progress, then New Japan, then NXT, then AEW. You know, as, as I'm going on, that's literally what it was like. So, And then plus I'm trying to watch TV series and films. And, um, but I've committed myself now to <laughs> a wrestling podcast, which I've just started. And this is episode 10. So I want to thank you for coming on today to another cracking episode of What Do You Call It? podcast i'm trying something different it may work it may not hopefully it gets over <laughs> if it doesn't i don't care but uh, i want to thank you very much for coming on it's been an absolute pleasure uh during times like these and obviously there's been you know a bit of backlash towards the british scene i feel like you've been someone that is positive wants to remain positive and wants to help anyone else you've come on my show you reached out to me and i appreciate that it's been a pleasure talking to you we're going to do part two again but for now stay safe and i hope liverpool lose against Madrid. <laughs> Great job. Great awesome, job. We'll have 2 0. 2 0 on Wednesday night. <laughs> I'll keep this bit at the end. Um, <laughs> brilliant.